we have an amazing privilege. A good friend and um, just a man of God. Just a privilege we have tonight. Um, one of our own, <laughs> Brother Wally. So blessed to have him tonight. Would you please put your hands together for Wally? He's bringing the word tonight. Thing on? I don't know if it's on even. Can you hear me? Then it's on. Wow. Oh, well. Wow. I want you to do something. Something very important to do. Did you know you can ask God's glory to come into your life? What stops you from doing it? Why don't we ask God's glory right now to come into our lives and fill us? I mean, that's why we're here. We're here for God's presence to fill us beyond our understanding that we go out in these streets and change the environment we live in. That's what it's all about. It isn't all about coming in here and feeling it. It's about getting fired up to go out there and change the world, right? Wow. Is that me doing that? Wow. <laughs> Whoa. Let's do that right now. Stand up and do it. You need to stand up and do it. I want you to literally lay before your God, allow it to be an altar before him, and say, God, I desire you with all my heart. And say it out loud. Father God, I desire you with all of my heart. I ask you to fill me with your glory. Let your rain fall on me. Empower me to do the work you've called me to do. Now pray in the Spirit. Fill him in Jesus' name. Fill him in Jesus' name. More, Father. More of your glory on their lives, Father. Never the same. Bombard them with your glory, Father. More, more in Jesus' name. More in Jesus' name. More of your fire. More of your glory, Father. Change their hearts, Father. Burden them for the lost. Crush their hearts for, the, for our country, Father God. Change them. Set them on fire, Father God. We thank you for it, Father. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Mm. Whoa. <laughs> oh. Whoa. Ah. Ah. Wow. Um. <laughs> you know, I'm going to read a scripture here. I think this is the scripture I'm going to read. <laughs> it's, it's Paul writing, and Paul's in prison. I'm going to read you one scripture. I'm going to have a lot of scriptures, but I'm just reading one out loud to you. You don't have to follow along, but you can listen. But I have all, and I abound. Now, Paul is in prison. He is shackled and chained and bound up. And this is what he writes. But I have all, and I abound. I am full. I have received from Ephroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of sweet-smelling, an incense, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. Think about that. 
He's in prison. You may sit down. Whoa. <clears throat> we need to make an altar before our God. A sacrifice before our God beyond our understanding. And the reason why, if we don't start walking in the truth that Paul has given us, we have to constantly run to the altar to get what we need. He's in prison is totally full. He is shackled. He is totally full. Why? Why? Because Paul did everything with all of his heart, including killing Christians. Everything he did, he did with every type of power he had within him. He held back nothing. And I'm telling you right now, people, if you don't start standing up and standing up for the truth that rises up out of this church and speaking that truth out in this community, you will not even be allowed to meet into this building in years to come. Mark my word, that's what's going to happen if you people don't rise up in authority and power God has given you. He's given you all power and all authority. You lack nothing to stop Satan who's taken our nation and literally destroying it. He's destroying our schools. He's destroying our marriages. He's in our country destroying it. He's breeding fear beyond understanding. Why? Because we're buying the lies. We have allowed the world to push us into this box and say, you stay in the box. You don't come into our schools. You don't come into our government. Lie of the enemy. How do we change that? How do we come so bold and so much like Paul? What do we have to do to come to that place where we start walking in the place Paul walked where they couldn't stone him to death, they couldn't kill him, venomous snakes couldn't kill him, nothing could touch him? Why? Why, people? Because Paul laid everything on an altar before God. He died to self totally and says, here it is, God. I can't do this. And God took it. And God filled him so full of his glory because he came to this altar. We have to make an altar within our hearts. And we have to give some kind of a sacrifice before our God, whatever it is that causes some pain. What do I mean by that? I can tell you an experience I had once. I came out of a building once, out of a show. And I came out and I told my God that we had six inches of hail. I said, God, you got a problem here. I gave you my farm. I gave you my businesses. You own it all. It's all yours. If you didn't walk over it, we're done. Watch over it. He totally protected that farm as straight as you can draw a line around it. Twice. Dropped rain on it. Rain came down, raised up. Paid for the farm in one year, people. One year. Because I gave it all to God. I talked to a young man last night. Some of you may know him. I'm not going to mention his name. But he told me before his ministry changed, he had to make an altar before God and give all of his music, all of his talent, everything he had. He laid it down for God and gave it to him. I'm through, God. And started weeping. He cried for weeks because he knew he wasn't going to go back to it. And all of a sudden, God rose him up even greater than ever he was before because God liked the offering he gave. We have to be willing to go before our God and from our heart lay before that altar of God an offering that is pleasing before him, something that costs. Not just anything, something that costs you because then it's an offering worthy. 
It's a sweet-smelling offering that will change your life. And you know what God will do? He will pour out his glory on you second to none. He will change your life. He will change your marriage. He will cause you to be so on fire, God. Every place you talk, every place you touch, everyone you talk to, you will change their lives. Why? Because his glory, his powerful glory will be in your life. Every word you need to speak, the Holy Spirit will give you the utterance to speak. You will lack nothing. We have to rise up in authority. We have to rise up in power. We have to change this community. I am telling you right now, people, the agenda, the agenda of Satan right now with the Communist Party, with the Socialist Party, who is majorly in our country. If you don't believe it, it's in our school system and it's in our government, and they're powerful. That's reality. What do you think is taking all of our freedoms away? Satan. That is Satan's religion. You don't think communism is a religion and Marxist? You're dreaming. It's a religion developed by Satan to destroy mankind, to take away God's, God's authority, his privilege, everything that's got to do with God he's trying to destroy. If he can take out America, this country will go into dark ages. That's reality. We are facing that. We are on the 12th hour. We're not even minutes before it. We are there. It's up to us. It only takes two people to rise up in authority with boldness and truth to change this community. It's up to you. Are you afraid of losing your job? Be the best worker there. Outwork anybody on the job. They won't want to get rid of you when you tell them about Jesus. Lay hands on the sick. I'll guarantee it. There's no way around it. I've talked to some men in here who have gotten raises because of prayer and entering into his glory because of in the morning, people, we have to become people of prayer. But we have to become people of prayer with authority. When we pray, we can't pray, God, will you let your will be done. We take authority. In the name of Jesus Christ, we command you, Satan, to loose this nation. That's the authority he's got. He's given us all power and authority. Not just some, all power and authority. We lack nothing. The Bible says the kingdom of God suffers violence. We are suffering violence right now, people. Stop being complacent. That's where Satan's got you. He wants you to be complacent. I believe Satan's saying this. Shh, don't wake her up. She's a sleeping giant. She is. The church is a sleeping giant. Did you know the Baptist, Southern Baptist Church, they're college kids, they go off to college, 86% of them aren't returning to the church. 86%. What is wrong with that? Why is that? I'll tell you why it is. It's a form of religion, but deny the power of it. Jesus says, remain in the upper room until my spirit comes upon you to give you power to change the environment you're in, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, to cast out demons, to change the environment, to set the alcoholic free, who will be free indeed, to heal the marriage, the brokenhearted, that's the God we serve, people. We serve a powerful, powerful, powerful God. But you have to get it in your spirit. You have to get it in your heart. You have to get it in your head. You have to take your five senses and throw them away and get a sense of faith and start moving in faith. Don't even look at what's going on around you. Don't look at the storm that's raging. Forget the storm. I can remember we lost our home. I had no money. No money at all. And I says, God, you got a problem. I've always put your kingdom first. 
You said if I put your kingdom first, all these things shall be added on you. Look at the flowers of the field, how much they, how they glow. How much, even Solomon in all his glory doesn't array like one of them. I told God that, that he had a problem. October 19th, the house burnt. December 12th, we had a brand new home sitting there paid for. To this day, I can't tell you how it didn't. And most of the world gave it to me. They came to me just for no reason and says, I don't know why I'm giving you this, but I'm giving you this. Why? Because favor of God. Because I stood, stand, in the, and I refused to remove my, my feet. Uh, put it this way. The word of God says, shod your feet with the gospel. Shod means put it in concrete and don't get out. You can't get out of it. It sets up so you're stuck there. You're stuck there in faith. With the shield of faith, you don't move and you quench every stinking fiery dart that tries to hit you. Every one of them you will quench if you stand with the shield of faith. You will lack none of them. That's reality. You want your children and grandchildren to serve God? Start taking authority over the situation. Take authority even over what friends they have. What schools they go to. We need to get involved in our schools. We need to get involved in our government. We need to start taking back. We need to stop being silent and start speaking truth. The word of God into the situations, into our government. Just like this church did, we went down to that drug thing. We spoke truth and we changed the course of the city of Wasilla because of truth. Some of you went there and did that. That's what happens when we rise up in truth. We can change the environment. We need to get involved in government. Big time. If God's leading you to, we need to lay hands on you and anoint you to do it. And give you the tools to do it. The power of God. We need to, I just heard from a brother over here that the president of the Republican Party is a born-again, spirit-filled Christian, right? Born again, at least. Amen. <laughs> That's powerful. That's a change of tide for the Republican Party in Alaska. Believe me. That's a change of tide. And one of our own is going to be the secretary for it. That's powerful. We're getting involved. We need to get involved. But we need to get involved so much that we're speaking truth into the situation. God's truth. We need to get involved in our school systems and start speaking God's truth into it. Not bowing down to anything. Not backing down from anything. You stand up for truth. We can't afford to back down anymore, people. Amen. That's reality. I don't, I, you need to know right now, I am telling you, we are in an urgent position in our country. We are so urgent, you have no idea how urgent it is. The agenda, the agenda, this is, I just heard this yesterday. The agenda of the Communist Marxist Socialist Party in the United States is to have taken our country over by 2020. Over. They're going after the family, and they're going after faith. 100% that is their goal, and they're targeting with everything they got. Everything. That's reality of life. But they don't have all power and authority. We run in fear, they've got us beat. We run in authority and drive fear out. Fear is nothing but a lack of faith. That's all it is. It's false evidence appearing real. Don't believe in fear. Start moving in faith and change the course around you. Start moving in faith and change your marriages. Start moving in faith and change your job situation. Change your jobs, the whole program you're working in. We got a brother that's leading people to the Lord that's working in this military camp. He's literally scores of people to the Lord because he's bold with the truth. 
We all got to do it. We all got to rise up. I will guarantee when you start rising up in boldness and faith, God will start dumping on you anointing that will blow you away. Because it's the anointing that destroys the works of Satan. Literally destroys the works of bondage. I don't care if it's the alcoholic. I don't care if it's a broken marriage. I don't care what it is. It destroys the yoke of bondage. My wife and I had a drug rehab program back in the 70s. We had the highest cure rate in the world given to us by the federal government after 10 years. You know why? The anointing destroys the yoke of bondage. And the word of God sets him free. We founded him in the word of God, and then we set him free. First you get the word in him, then you set him free. Well, how can you do that? You take him through a cold turkey, you're praying over him up to three days, day and night. This is how we ran this program. Day and night we had somebody nonstop praying and fasting over these people and praying, reading certain scriptures to them, deliverance psalms. And after three or four days, we delivered them, and that's why we had a good cure rate, because the word of God was already planted in their spirit. We're spirit being. This is nothing but a housing of flesh, dirt. There's a spirit of God dwelling in us. The same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in you. The same spirit when God spoke moves across to the face of the earth and created it. That's why when you speak, death and life is in the power of the tongue. Blessing and cursing is in the power of the tongue. You lack nothing but control your tongue. Because the Spirit of God is within you. You have creative power in your tongue. You can curse your children or you can bless your children. You can rise them up and be successful or you can curse them down. The reason my grandchildren are rising up being successful, because I speak life into them, Grandma and I do. Their parents speak life into them. They don't curse them. Listen to me, men and women. Do not curse your children. Speak life into them. Discipline them out of love, but discipline them. If they willfully come against you, and you knowingly know they willfully come against you, there should be some kind of pain that comes with that. Otherwise, you're not going to give them a foundation to stand on. That's reality. Oh, we can't discipline our children. Oh, we might hurt him. I'm going to tell you something. He who spareth the rod hateth his child. But that doesn't mean you take a spoon and beat a kid. That means out of love, you discipline a child. And it's always done out of love. Always. My father could have killed me. He was a golden gut boxer. But he always, I never seen the man mad once in my lifetime. He always disciplined, but we always got a spanking. It was always his bare hand. Mom used a strap. But we always knew we had it coming. There was never a gray area, people. Ever. Ever. My folks raised 10 kids and five foster kids. And five foster kids they didn't get paid for back then. Back then, while they did it, was my dad was a friend with the, with the judge. He was a friend with the sheriff. They'd call him up and say, we got a kid here. We know he's a good kid. You need to take him out on the farm. So he brought him out to the farm, and he grew up with us kids. That's how he was. He was raised just like the rest of us, spanking when he needed it and worked every day, hard, hard, every morning, 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock at night. That's how we were raised. Ten kids, work kept us out of trouble. Dad's motto. <laughs> but I want you to 
you know, I got another scripture. What, what, that really amazes me. You know, sometimes I think about Paul, and I just think, wow, God. I mean, this man went through so much. You're telling me he was full of joy and abounded when they were stoning him to death. And the Spirit of God says, yes, yes. I'm like, how is that possible? Well, it isn't in the natural. He was full of God's glory. Paul walked in his glory. It was simple as that. Even the shadows of these men healed people. Even the the work, Jesus says, the works that I have done you shall do, and even greater work shall you do. Are you doing them? Are you doing them? Because we're commanded to. I shared with three young children this morning. They were in their nines, wherever they age words. And I told them, I says, listen, you kids. You have power and authority. You need to lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Set the captives free. You need to lay hands on people. You have power and authority within you, kids. You need to know that. I had a nine-year-old girl in my church. All of a sudden, I prayed for her. She got filled with the Holy Ghost. She got so full of the Holy Ghost, she was literally physically bouncing off the floor for three hours. Literally airborne off the floor bouncing. Anybody that came up to her to try to comfort her was slammed to the floor. Because God's anointing and presence was on this girl. Nobody could touch her. When she got up, she laid hands on people. Every kid in that church was slain in the spirit. And was set free and healed. Nine-year-old child, you tell me. The only thing that lacks us is this stinking mind. Stinking thinking. We need to change our mindset, start thinking the way Christ commanded us to think, put on righteousness, let the Word of God come alive within us. You don't need to know a lot of Word. You don't got to go to seminary or cemetery, whatever you want to call it. You just got to cry out to God, and God will give you everything you need. This church teaches enough Word that there's no way you can walk out of here without the knowing of the Word of God. Pastor Daniel is literally purging this body for the glory of God to fall on it. That's reality. He's preaching sermons that were preached in the 50s. They're not being preached today. Thank God we're hearing that Word. And it's changing our lives. It's purging this body to get ready for the greatest outpouring of His glory for those who are willing to pay a price. And if we pay a price for it, it won't be this little short thing for this thing that happened in six months and it goes away. When you allow the glory of God to fall on you and you are an offering to the altar, it will never go away. It will never go away. It will go on and on and on until we're taken off of this earth. That's reality. That's how you sustain a great revival. You allow the glory of God to overcome you. You go to the temple and you sacrifice your life before God. You sacrifice monies, whatever it is, food. Lay it before your God, things you really love, and lay it out. And here it is, God. I give this to you, and God will see that as incense, that you're giving something that drinks pain, and he will pour out his glory on you. And as we do this, you will see the glory of God rise up greater and greater in this church to those who walk in it. You will start walking out, so you'll be laying hands on people. You won't even be saying anything, and they'll be healed and touched by the power of God because the anointing will touch them. And you will be totally amazed. It will change your life because that's who God is. That's who the anointing of God is. He desires to dwell with his fullness within his people. He desires it. Literally desires to fill you with his presence. 
and walk in his glory. Literally be able to walk like Paul. Be in situations and jobs we don't even like and be happy and full of joy and bounding, being grateful to God and praising God while we're shoveling whatever. Think about that. That's where God wants us. God wants Christians to be the best workers in the world, to be a shining light in the workplace, to be a shining light in these schools, changing the course. We can do it, people. We can do it. There's an anointing in this place. There's a God that desires. He's just crying out, come on, people. Come on, rise up. Shake off your slumber. Don't be comfortable anymore. Rise up in truth. Let that truth rise up and set my neighbor free. Go over to your neighbor. Befriend him. Show the love of God to him. Lay hands on him. When you're shaking hands with your neighbor, guess what? When the glory's on you, what's happening to him? Hello? There's anointing that's going forth, and you're changing that man's life. He's falling under conviction. You don't even realize it. That's how it works, people. People wonder why I go through the body of Christ and touch their hands and shake hands with them and pray over them. Because we carry a presence of God. I want everybody to have the presence of God. I want them to move to another level, to change the course of this time. The church, the pastor can't do it. He's trying to gear you people up to get this thing going. He's a great leader. He's on fire for God. He's so hungry for the things of God. We have a pastor that's so hungry for the things of God and so desires for the glory of God to fall. He asked me, what is it going to take to have this outpouring of God? I said, you want the glory of God to fall. That means people need to sacrifice. I asked the Holy Spirit this last week. I prayed and I prayed, God, show me. Show me what it's going to take to have revival that lasts and changes the course of our nation and everything we touch. He says we have to lay a sacrifice on the altar, each of us, because we're implanted, we're independent people. God touches each of us personally. He wants to be a personal God. He wants to fill you with his love, his glory, his presence that will change the course of this church. It doesn't pay for us to build a bigger church. We're having revival, by the way, people. We're in revival. That's reality. People are getting saved. That's revival. That's the greatest miracle of all. Jesus says, greater works shall you do than what I have done. Jesus had to go to the cross and, be, and die and go to hell three days, take the keys away from Satan so he has no more victory, put him under his feet. Satan's under our feet. He has no power and authority. Only what you give him with your mouth. It's your mouth that gives Satan the right to act. That's reality. Many of you are sick because of one thing, your mouth. The doctor tells you one thing, you buy it, you speak it. Doctor said my PSA was way out of control. I need to go ahead and have surgery. Forget it. Forget it. I'm not buying that lie. I went to the Lord and I says, Lord, what am I supposed to do here? Give it to me. Lay it at the altar. I laid it at the altar, the feet of God. and says, here it is, God. Just went back. Everything's normal. He's God. When you come up to this altar, is this an altar? What are you supposed to do? You're supposed to lay it on the altar. Give it to God. We need to start giving our situations to God. Our marriages, our pains, our sicknesses, our disease. Here it is, God. I lay it at the altar at your feet. Take it. And then release it and give it to him. 
don't take it back. That's the key. And then you change your confession that by the stripes of Jesus, I have been healed. He redeemed me from the curse of the law. He hung on a tree, redeeming me from the entire curse of the law. Pain, sickness, disease, infirmities, all of it washed away. Jesus did it all on the cross. We're more than a conqueror. He fought the fight. We don't even have to fight it. We don't even have to go and battle people. All we've got to do is stand on his truth and on his word and change the course of tide with our mouth and what we speak. Start speaking life, start speaking into the situation, start speaking in our school, the marriages, into our church. Don't mumble about the church. Start speaking life into the church. It's easy to talk negative. Once you start talking negative, you create gossip and warmongering. Satan loves it. There's nobody perfect in this church. There's nobody perfect in this church. If you think so, I'm going to tell you the devil's your dad. That's reality. Because you're lying. You're lying to yourself. I'm only redeemed because of the blood of Jesus Christ has redeemed me. I am who I am because of the blood of Jesus Christ and no other reason. I cry out to God every day. I die to self every day. I put myself before him and sometimes I am weeping before him because I'm dying to self. I'm giving up more and more and more. In my 70s, I'm still dying to self because I want to die to self. I want more of my God. I have grandchildren raising up in this country. I want them to have a country they can live in. I want them to have a country they can be proud of, full of God's glory, full of his presence. And the only way that's going to happen if we rise up as people and take back our country with the authority God has taken it. Satan hasn't got the authority to take America. We've only given it to him. He hasn't got the right to take it. He has no right to take America. None. He has no right to take Wasilla. I hear somebody say well, drugs is all over. It is. Spice, drugs, it's gone rampant and crazy. Well, let's start taking authority over it. Let's start speaking to these kids. We see some drug addict down the road. Start speaking life into them. Ask God to bombard them with your harvesters. Father, send harvesters on them. It might be you. He may speak to you to go talk to that boy and stop the car and pull over and tell him about Jesus and get him set free. He may. Be open. Listen to God. He's speaking to you all the time. People say, well, how can I hear God's voice? Why don't you stop and listen? Just stop. Say, say this. All you've got to say, Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. Father, I want to hear your voice. Speak to me. And just stop and listen and write down whatever comes to your head. It will blow your mind. First you ask God to forgive you and make sure there's nothing that will hinder. You always go through a, a washing of your mind, of your heart, repenting. Jesus said, pray like this every day. We want to change the tide of ourselves and our marriages and stuff. Pray the Lord's Prayer in your own language every single day. It's that easy. Jesus said, do this every day. He'll lead us away from temptation. He will deliver us from evil. He'll provide all of our provisions in abundance. And he will. First, you've got to praise him. <laughs> Always praise him. Amen. But take the Lord's Prayer and put it in your own words. You will change your life. That will change your home even. Jesus said do it daily. And if Jesus told us to do it daily, why aren't we doing it? Because Satan doesn't want us to. He will get us too busy to do it. 
And if he gets too busy, we'll be so busy with all the cares of the world that we will not be able to do the work God has called us to do. Don't let the cares of the world suck you down. Make sure your life is directed by the Spirit of God and your footsteps are ordained by Him. Because if it's ordained by Him, ask Him every morning. Lead me. Guide me. That's the Lord's Prayer. And He will ordain your footsteps so you will not waste time. That's how important the Lord's Prayer is. In your own words. Don't pray the Lord's Prayer. Jesus said, pray like this. Daily. That's how important it is. And when you start doing that, people, I promise you it will change your lives. It will change your finances. It will change your marriages. It will start changing your schools. It will start changing your job. It will change everything you touch. Because now you're driving your car. It doesn't fall apart. Now you're driving your car and you go a few extra miles on that gallon of gas. In fact, I've gone over 300 miles on empty. That's God. He's God. So do you think you can do it? Do you think you can do it? Come on. Do you think you can do it? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Don't we serve an awesome, awesome God? I'm so in love with my God, people. I think in this last year, I've probably wept more before my God than I ever have in years of my life. I used to a lot when I was a little boy. I'd lay in my face and cry out to God. Just a little guy, maybe six, seven years old. And I did that for years, just cried out to him. Because I was so hungry for my God, even as a little boy. And, and, um, and he always came. He never not came to my life. He always came, and he always, his presence was always there in my life. I don't know what I would do without God's presence in my life anymore. In fact, I could not survive, people. That's reality. I could not survive as a man without God in my life. And of my children, my son Paul is back there, and my daughter Lisa, three of my grandchildren, three of my four. Four of my grandchildren are back there. (laughs) Of my 12. (laughs) Are you getting anything out of this? Well, I'm going to give you one thing more that I wrote down here. And if I can find it, it's right here. And it's in um, Philippians 4.13. A lot of people, a lot of you people know this scripture. I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. I can do means forcefully, aggressively, with all energy. That's what it means. I can do. In the Greek... That's what it means. All things means, literally, it activ- it's an activating God's power. You are literally, I can do all things through Christ Jesus, with power, with might, with all activating force, and then it ends up with strength, through Christ Jesus with strength. Strength means dynamite. Explosive power. I can do all things through Christ Jesus strengthens me. I can work hard with all force, drive back the gates of hell with forceful power, with the glory of God, and the power of God will demonstrate and change everything I touch and do. That's what that means. 
I can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. Think of that one. All you got to remember is what dwells within you, and it will change the course within your life. Is there anyone in here that's never been filled with the Holy Ghost and has a fluent language before God? A fluent language before God who needs to be prayerful. Why don't we stand up? Let's stand up. Is there anybody here that's never asked Jesus Christ in your life? And you'd like to ask Jesus in your life? To be Lord of your life that will change your life? You'll never be the same. When I gave my heart to the Lord, it changed my life forever. When I got filled with the Holy Ghost, I became an absolute radical for Jesus. I laid hands on everything that moved. And it affected it. It literally affected it. Everything. The Word of God says that you could, you could, you could speak to the weather like... Like what? <laughs> you could speak... It says in... Oh, my mind just went... Shh. Who was it that spoke to the rain and stopped? Elijah. Elijah spoke to the rain and it stopped. He spoke again three years and it started. It says Elijah was a mere man like you and I. In fact, Elijah did not have the power and authority that came through Jesus Christ. When you read the Old Testament, know this. None of those men had the authority and the power you have today. You have such power and authority. I had a hailstorm once that was hitting my house. That big of stones. We walked up to the full front of our house. It was all glass. My wife says, we shouldn't do this. They're coming through. I said, no, they're not. We started worshiping God in front of that window and rebuked those stones. We watched it destroy our neighbor's houses and never touched ours. That's the God we serve. He will take care of his people that love him. Now, I should have probably went a little farther and rebuked it and got it out of the area, period. But I didn't. My neighbors, that was bad of me. <laughs> anyway, if you don't know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and if you find that you're lukewarm with your walk, you do not want to leave this place not knowing Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. You do not want to want to leave this place. And also, if you... You've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit and speak in an unknown language, a heavenly language that gives you a relationship with God, a perfect language between God that builds you up in faith to do the work God's called you to. You need to come forward and be prayed for. We need to pray for you. You should not leave this building without being filled with the Holy Ghost. You should not leave this building without getting saved and full of God's presence. Amen? So if that's you out there, I want you to come forward. And we'll pray for you. And if you need prayer for anything, anything, if you want more of God that you're struggling in your life and it's an area you're struggling in, we need to pray for you. We want you leaving this place free, full of God's glory. Amen? So if you're, if you're in any of those areas, I want you to just come forward. Amen? Carrie, come 
so here's what we're going to do. If you want to stay, Minister Mike is going to lead in a worship song. Things, we're going to dismiss. He's um, <laughs> going to minister to these. And if you need prayer for anything, don't be ashamed. Just come up here and I'm going to pray uh, individually for you people. For and if you want to slip out, ask her what she needs. To. And then but um, would you just grab real quick hand nearby you? It's just you. And uh, if we could just be respectful of what God's going to do in these people's lives. Can you just pray? That was a good word. That was a good word. We can do more. And we can do more than we think we can. Come on, pray for your neighbor that they would be used by God this week. Father, I thank you for this word, God, that has broken through monotony, maybe. Broken through routine broken through things that we have set up in our lives, God, to give us a glimpse of what God want, what you want to do through us. I pray that we would do more. God, you release faith that by your spirit, Lord, God, we can see things happen that otherwise we wouldn't see. Thank you, God, for your strength. I pray, Lord, that you would use your people, God, this week. Lord, that we not just be pe people that warm a pew on a Wednesday or a Sunday or a Saturday or a Sunday night, God, but we would be people that go in the highways and the byways and compel people to come into your house that it may be filled. I pray, Lord, that you would thrust forth laborers into the harvest field. Oh, God, raise your people up. Release boldness, empowerment, God. Strengthen us, Lord, as we go forth. I pray, Lord, that our families would never be the same. Our workplaces would never be the same. Our schools would never be the same. Because we are a city set on a hill that cannot be hidden, that cannot be silenced. For we will take it by force. It is your kindness that leads us to repentance. And Lord, as we walk with the same compassion and love that you had, God, not wanting to cast the first stone, Lord, but to love people enough to tell them the truth, for it is the truth that sets people free. God, help us. Help our unbelief. Help our timidness. Release faith, boldness. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. God bless you. For those of you who want to go minister, might be lead us in worship. Please be respectful of uh, those who are still being ministered to. God bless you all. We love you.